0: What's up, everybody? It's your boy Chris Evans here. Hey, listen, thanks for tuning into the podcast. Really appreciate you. Second, we've got some smoking deals coming on Black Friday. So what I want you to do right now is I want you to go to trafficandfunnels.com slash Black Friday and get yourself added to the pre-call list. What does that mean? That means you're gonna be before everybody else and getting the special pricing because there's gonna be a rush my friends, my colleagues, a rush on the amazing deals that we have coming for you on Black Friday. So if you've been asking, how do I get a hold of all the amazing products that Traffic and Funnels has? Well, now is your opportunity. And don't sleep on this opportunity. Go to com slash Black Friday and beat all the other chumps. Listen, that's just between me and you. We won't tell them, right? Go get it. All right, we'll see you guys over there. You can enjoy higher profits, higher revenue, without carrying all the burden. You're listening to The Traffic and Funnel Show. Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome to The Traffic and Funnel Show. We are glad that you're here. Chris Evans, Taylor Welch, and our team. What are we talking about today, buddy? Dude, we're talking
1: about standards, standards. Talking about the secret. Here's, I was thinking on the way into the office this morning from the gym, um, which is my favorite time of day, by the way, because the sun is shining and nobody's texting me or bothering me. Mm. And I was like, uh, you know, what's crazy is that we have clients who have been with us for three years, three and a half years, and they've grown on the marketing side. They've, they've grown on the business side. Now they have so much surplus, so much abundance that they're now clients of the real estate side. And it was a really cool thought yeah. because not everybody is created equal in the way they think. And you got a guy like Alrick or you got guys like Steenberg. People have been, been around a long time. And then we have clients who were with us for a bit then left. And you look at their lives today. I don't know if you do this, Chris. Maybe I'm the guilty party here. But I sometimes look them up, people who have left. <laughs> and it's shocking that most of them are backwards. Mm they've gone backwards and this isn't a sales tactic. This isn't like, Oh, you better stay with us. Now there are some people who have moved, moved on and they're doing incredible things, but you look at people who were doing significant things two years ago and they are doing less now than they were then. And I was like, what is the secret dude? You know, there's, there's all these different elements that make up the DNA of a high performer. But I think if there's one ingredient that really Will force a person to win. It's probably their standards. What are they willing to tolerate or accept? You were talking about this in Paris. Yeah, I thought we should just rap about it a little bit because nobody else is really talking about it. Yep. you know, and it's important.
0: Yeah, yeah. From my experience, the majority of people in society have very low standards, and that's why they don't accomplish much in their life in every area of their life financially, emotionally, spiritually, their relationship. I was having a conversation with some amazing entrepreneurs in Paris and they're asking me questions about their team and how their team is just dropping the ball. And I'm like, it's because Mm. you guys are tolerating those standards of low performance. Mm. Like whatever you tolerate, that's what you will get in every area of your life, whether it's with your team, whether it's, you know, your revenue, your relationship, your love life. There we go. Right? Whatever your standard is, whatever you are willing to tolerate, good or bad, that is what you will get. And I think people don't realize that that's a choice. Right? Their standard, yes. their toleration is a choice. And this is one of the big things. You know, Brian was like, hey, you guys should talk about Jay. This is one of the big things that Jay Abraham helped us with. He's talked to us a lot about toleration because a few years ago, man, we were, we were struggling. We were having a hard time.
1: Can I talk about what you just said before you go on to the next thing? Yeah. Or So you're talking to people about their team and I, I was doing some writing yesterday morning and I was like, Holy cow. Like we've grown so much. And I think there are three, you know, this is not even, this is off script. This is just a free bonus for everybody. So send me PayPal later, but <laughs> man, when it comes to building teams, uh, right. And when it comes to, to working through other people, I think that people have, um, people have this guilt that they feel for wanting more. They have this uh, this sense of guilt that they have for wanting, you know, if you could sum up a person's life into three areas, I think it comes down to self and then leadership and then toleration. And today we're talking about toleration. We're gonna to talk about that later. But I made a post yesterday. It's like, first and foremost, you have to decide that you're gonna become better. Then you have to become a good leader. That's number two, because high standards without good leadership becomes dictatorship right so you, you begin you begin trying to force a standard on somebody else that you are not actually leading that you're you become abusive that fruits
0: um, we oh, were in this somebody's zone. taking notes
1: I wish I wish that I could say we never got stuck here but we did oh dude we got stuck yes. here where it's like we decided we wanted more and we raised our standards but we didn't know how to lead other people and so we were quite frankly becoming borderline abusive we were becoming
0: kind of dictatorial. And, how and we've had to go back to and apologize to some people. A
1: hundred percent, a hundred percent. And uh, that, that required a lot of humility. But then the third, the third thing is once you've become a good leader, you know that you're communicating the, the right way with people and you know your standards are good. You have to be willing to let people go. And some of the people in Paris, I think, are tolerating such low behavior. And it's actually on the long-term is robbing people. But anyways, yeah. just an aside, back to you. What were you, what were you talking
0: about? We were talking about Jay and just how he's helped us. You know, we we thought that we had to tolerate carrying all the burden and we had to tolerate not loving our clients and what we were doing every day. Yeah, I don't know where it came from. I don't know if it's just how we grew up or. UE. that's what it came from. <laughs> just throw it out there, man. You know what the situation was, but we were miserable and somehow we believed that. That was okay until we had someone like Jay who's been through the fire on many a occasion. You know, he's discovered these things and he was like, guys, you don't have to, you don't have to do this. You don't have to live like yes. this. You don't have to accept this. And it was just like, oh my gosh, is Jay Abraham right? What if he <laughs> is right? <laughs> Turned out he was right. And man, it's just, mm. I think it's just set us on a trajectory that's been very empowering and impactful, not only to us, dude, but it's had a, a massive ripple effect. Now we can encourage our clients, and the people that we're connected with and the people listening to this podcast that, you know, what you tolerate is what you are going to get. And I think if we didn't have someone like Jay in our life speaking into us, a man of a lot of wisdom and experience and just going through the trials that he's told us that he's gone through. Wow. I mean, what if we had gone another six months like that, dude? We might be out of the game. We might not even be here today if we didn't have someone like that speaking into our lives, saying, guys, you don't have to do this. Yeah. Right? Or guys, there's a better way. There's a quicker way. There's a faster way. There's a simpler way. Like, you can enjoy higher profits, higher revenue without carrying all the burden. Mm. Uh-oh.
1: Let's bring it. Let's bring it close to home. Let's bring it close to home because we're talking about standards, and I think it's one of the main ingredients to people grow. You know, I don't. I don't know about you, Chris, but I don't want a year or two of growth. I don't want four years of. I want a lifetime of growth. Yes. I, I want to be. Um, I want to be kicking when I'm seventy years old and having a blast, kicking fried chicken, meeting new people. You know what I'm saying? Like it's not yeah. enough. It's not enough for us to just have a, a couple good Continual years. Continual
0: expansion. Continual
1: expansion. And I think that yeah, I have been uh, in the past, we've had conversations about this, uh, about our own standards. And you've had some really good conversations with me about, you know, I think back to like early 2018 where you're like, man, it shouldn't be this hard. And I'm like, dude, it should be. And we got into arguments about it. Because I had this philosophy of like man it should be it should be difficult. The game of business is the game of grind, like mm-hmm. we should just be and you're like, no, 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 that means that there's an error in our thinking, and we've we've had the kind of mesh philosophies, but ultimately, that was a standards issue on my part. Mm-hmm. you know what I mean? yeah, we can slice and dice this a million ways, but I think that <clears throat> you don't want to look back at your life and realize that you accepted you accepted negative situations. Not everyone can control their circumstances, but everyone can control their direction. Yeah. You can't necessarily control the situation, but you can, you can directionally control how you view that situation so that it brings growth. Yep. And guys like Alaric and, you know, guys who have been in our circle for a really long time, they hit new records and they say, what's next. They don't hit new records and say, cool, I'm out. I don't have anything else to learn that's the biggest thing you want to dive into the two things that we really talked about before the show on how you can control your standards.
0: Yeah. So the question is, what, what are your standards? What are you tolerating? And I think one comes down to vision, right? Your vision, your vision will expand to the depth, the length, the height of what your vision is. Like whatever you want, you know, you gave this example earlier, like if your, your vision is to do $4,000 a month, Right. There's not much of a person that you have to become, like go through to do $4,000 a month, right? Versus like Bill Gates, yeah. he wants to end polio. You know, <laughs> he yeah. wants to end the energy crisis. like, obviously that's a massive difference and to become that person, you have to figure out massive problems and massive issues in the person that you have to become on that journey. It's like the thing that you know, Jim Rohn talks about, we're massive Jim Rohn fans over here at TNF. That's but right. it's, you know, it's really who you become in the process of accomplishing your vision, right? It's not necessarily always just about more money, right, or or bigger houses. But it's the person that you become through that process of dealing with those problems, situations. Because now, you know, we're at a place where we have a big team. And, and dude, we have grown by leaps and bounds because we've had to figure out how to become better people, better leaders, right? Communicate our vision and work through other people. So what else would you say to that? Well, I would say there are
1: probably people listening to this who are like, man, Chris, who are you to say whether four grand a month is a good goal or a bad goal? You know, what if not everybody is after money? Not everybody wants to be a billionaire. Not everybody wants to, you know, maybe, maybe, maybe we like socialism in America You know, maybe we're one of those people. And I would say, you know, how incredibly selfish it would have been for me and you to be like, you know, we're at a hundred grand a month. Let's just chill out. Hmm. Let's just chill. You know, how, how, how would you feel about the person who had cured cancer, but just decided to use it for his own family? Yeah. That's what's happening. That's what's happening. When you say, you know what? Like I've done enough. You know, Mm -hmm. I've got enough for my family. I've got enough for my needs. I know that we'll never go hungry. So I'm just going to coast and I'm going to stop solving problems. You know, you're a bad person. There's something wrong with the way you think. And sometimes I look through our ads and people are like, Oh, if you're making so much money, why are you still trying to grow? And it's like those people live in their mom's basement and they play video games. They do not understand the, the laws of impact, the laws of influence And I think that there is something wrong if your goal is to make four grand a month. And that's the extent of your vision. I'm not trying to insult your family. I'm insulting you personally. (laughs) There's a difference. It's like, who are you going to reach on $50,000 a year? Now people work in churches and people do, sometimes people invest in ministry and they invest their time into things. But man, if you have the ability to become a high net worth, high wealth individual, and you can use that wealth. You can go out and build churches. I think there's something wrong if you stay stuck at a level way beneath your potential. And for me and you Chris, like we had those conversations early on about like do we want to grow? And ultimately, I think that the biggest issue with us is we we didn't want to trade family for business growth. We didn't want to trade the other things that were important to us, but that, that came down to a lack of education and a lack of knowledge. So then what's the next step? You invest in the people who have that education. They have that knowledge. It's why we we didn't have a choice to invest in Jay. We, we did, but we didn't. We were yeah. like, we have to we have to figure this out because staying staying where we are is not an option. Yeah, Sacrificing at, at home is not an option. Our lack of knowledge came in as the main reason that we decided to make that investment.
0: You know, I think that's the thing. A lot of people have a naive perception that in order to grow you and I think because a lot of people see this right you see many many successful business people that their families are lost they have yes. divorced their kids hate them and so I think maybe the perception is and people a lot of our clients ask us these questions like how are you guys successful in your marriage and you have you are where you are in your business And I think we realize that one we will not accept um Losing our families for the sake of growth in our business. We will not tolerate that. So there's got to be a way to do it to where we have an extremely healthy marriage, healthy relationship with our kids, healthy family while growing the business and expanding the business. Like It can't be one or the other. It has to be both. Right. And so for us, I think that's one. It's like knowing that that's possible, getting around people who have done that finding those people, searching those people, or just being the example of that. Yeah. Like there's no other way, dude. Like that is how we do it. And I think if, if you have that perception or that insight, like to do one thing, you have to rob the other thing, then you have to change your perception. What's possible.
1: Well, dude, what you just said is another example of standards. People accept such low things in their, in their business and their life. And then. For somebody to say, you know what, I'm going to go out and build a multi-million-dollar business, but I'm going to sacrifice my family to do it. That's another example of poor standards, faulty standards. You know. Yeah. Um, your vision includes both success at home and success at work, right? Yeah. So that's the first thing I think that impacts a person's standards. What's your vision? Do you have a big vision? Is your vision only to take care of me and mine, or is it to take care of everybody I come into contact with. These things tend to change the way that you make decisions. We, we talk with people on the phone all, all the time. And it's like, they're struggling to break past 10 grand a month. We can take them to 30. We can take them to 60. We know how to advertise. We can build the systems. We've already got tried, true, verified, proven models. And they can't invest 10K. Like, well, yeah. your standards are broken. Yeah. Because, you know, you would rather sacrifice time. You would rather steal from the people that need you. Yeah, and sacrifice a little bit of money you can bring back. I think the second thing that, that impacts a person's standards is their environment, yeah. who they're surrounded by. You know, that, that saying, you are the average of the five people or four people or whatever. True. It's completely uh, true. It's completely true. And the reason that it's true is, is because of standards. You are going to be slowly, you will begin to accept the things that the people around you accept. And you will reject the things that the people around you reject. This is why we moved my family to Nashville. You know, when we started the business, we were in Memphis, you were in Charlotte and, uh, Memphis is just, i had outgrown it. I had outgrown the people in Memphis. I had outgrown the environment in Memphis and I felt like I had to get out. And we moved to Nashville and our circle began to expand and we, we started connecting with people who were beyond me and, there's a case to be made that wherever you grow up is not necessarily where you need to stay. If you want to continue growth and not everybody's the same, but there are a lot of clients who have been, you know, they grow up in the middle of Ohio and their best friend is a cow. And it's like, you have to, you have to leave (laughs) like, cause your environment is so low. Like how much do you need to pay your bills? And they're like $79 a month. It's like, Whoa, like there needs to be, there needs to be some environmental design going on. Because the people that you're around and the experiences that you're around, one of the things I admire about you, Chris, is that you're such an experienced person. I was 30 years old the first time I went to Europe. Crazy. Like typical freaking dumb American. Like, I don't need to travel. We have Texas. (laughs) (laughs) Like Chris grew up overseas and you've got all these experiences. And dude, What a great worldview you have. What a perspective you have that in some ways is superior because you've had the environment of like, man, there's other people in the world. There's other people with, you know, it's a crazy thought to think that it's, it's not all about my town and me and my kids. I think environment is a really big push. Hey crew. What up? Taylor Welch here. Have you ever wondered how traffic and funnels grew so fast? I mean... Four years ago, the company was nothing. Nobody knew who we were. We didn't have any revenue, no clients, no products, no content. And we noticed really quickly that we had something special. But it's not just that Chris and Taylor are special. There are processes, recipes, concepts, materials, foundational strategies that have allowed us to go from zero to eight figures in about three and a half years And one of the things we do that's really cool, and I think it's really fun for a lot of our clients, is we publish our learning lessons every single month. It's about 8 to 10 pages. In fact, the most recent one was a little bit longer. We talk about how to hire, how to find people, how to run advertising, our recent marketing tactics, some of our strategies for sales. We cover every element of how to grow a healthy, predictable, successful, and most importantly, growing client business. And... People rave about this. We've got almost 6,000 people subscribe to this every single month. And we'll actually ship it to you, maybe your office, your home, wherever you tell us to ship it to you. And every single month, we include some extra perks to it, sometimes audio content, sometimes some video content. It's one of the best programs that you can be in, I think, in the world if you run a client business. And the best part is it's very, very affordable. We've tried to price this at a level that anybody can be a part of it who needs it and who wants it. So you can check it out at trafficandfunnels.com slash I A M. I A M, basically Insiders Access Monthly. I A M, Traffic and Funnels.com slash I A M. We'll send you out the first package as soon as you hop in. And I'm telling you, this is one of the most fantastic ways that you can learn from the mistakes and the
0: growth curves of other people. Check it out. Let us know what you think. Talk soon. I think it all comes down to perspective. And you know, if you are around the right people, then you tend to get the right perspective. And it leads to belief. What you believe it should be accepted. What you believe should be tolerated. Right? What you believe is possible for you and your family. Back in the day when I was only around poor people, I thought that was the only option for me. And then I started seeing people who were like, man, they, they didn't go to college like me, you know, and they're doing pretty good for their families. Maybe I can do that. Right. And there's like this momentum that's built and I just started getting around those people more and more to where like I, I turned belief and what I thought possible was possible into action. And then it's just concrete confidence. Like it couldn't be shaken. Right. And now we are where we are today. Yes. When you say poor
1: people, just because I know Chris's heart is, he doesn't mean that derogatorily. No, um, I think culturally that's become kind of like a, like a slap but taboo to say. It's yeah, a little bit. But when when you say like you know I've spent most of my time around poor people, it's like. All these, all you mean by that, and all we mean when we talk about this is that people who have not invested into creating mastery over a resource, that's money. Money's really, really important. In the church world, this gets so weird. We both come from the church world where people think like money is the root of all evil. And it's like, no, no, no. You know, ultimately, ultimately, uh, being in a place of lack is like unkingdom. It's like anti-kingdom. You know, Mm -hmm. like I don't, it's all messed up in the church world. Not to go all the way that, that road, but if you don't have a, a level of certainty or a level of mastery around money, you know, picture the person who can't figure out how to eat. It's like they're going to a mental hospital. like They just can't get themselves to eat. Well, food is a resource. It's, it's the same thing. I think there's a lot to be said around this idea of money because if, if the people around you, their goals are four grand a month, what chances do you have of doing
0: 400 grand a month? Zero. It's not going to happen. Yeah, you know. Yeah, I think too, man, I was that person, right? Like I was at a deficit pretty much in every area of my life. I was unhealthy in every area of my life. And the difference between me and, you know, someone who is like a widow or an orphan is I have the ability. I have the ability to go use my brain, use my resources, whatever I do have to better the situation for myself, my family, and those around me. And I think that's really the difference, right? It's not like people who are just, they have no, really no option. Yeah. Like you, if dude. you have the ability, especially if you freaking live in the Western culture, America, Europe, whatever, dude, if you're listening to this podcast, you have the ability.
1: Yeah. You're probably listening with AirPods or a freaking automobile. Like you have the ability to go out and create wealth. We were uh, eating dinner with your good friends in Paris who run the uh, anti-human trafficking agency that you guys support. It's like, how many things do not, how many good things, this is something that people should sit down and think about. Mm. Tomorrow morning, wake up and write this question down and answer it. How many good and necessary things are not able to happen because you are robbing them Mm. by your inability to produce wealth? You can't give, you can't donate, you can't support, you can't aid, you can't enhance because you don't have any money for your own households. Yep. That's why we have that podcast about like the moral obligation to being rich. You know, our lifestyles, we, we have huge goals for 2020. Not a lot of it comes down to improving our lifestyles. Right. You know, most of it, I would say a good 75% of it. It's about what are we going to be able to do for other people because of this. Yep. So there's, man, there's a lot to be said here and unpack here. People, if your goal is to make $100,000 a year, man, you, need to, uh, you need to get out of your own bubble. You need to go visit with some families who are truly underneath the poverty line. You need to go visit some places where there are orphans and there are people who are really in need. And you need to ask yourself, how much value are you bringing the world with your $100,000? Probably nothing.
0: Yeah. Yeah, dude, we we wrote about it in the newsletter, Insider's Access, a few months ago, and I think that people live in three modes. So the majority of, of, especially Western civilization, they tolerate, right? The first one is survival, like they're just surviving day to day, spiritually, emotionally, physically, their health, their finances. The second one is thriving, like they're doing pretty good. And the third one where I think we are really coming into is impact. It's like, you are abundant. You're overflowing in every area of your life that you can just give and give and give and give and and have tremendous impact on other people in every area. And dude, I don't know about you, but next year I have huge giving goals, like more to the friends that you're mentioning and things that we're involved in Um, because we have so much abundance, right? Like we've, we've, put ourselves out there, we've risked finances, we've risked um, ourselves in front of the masses on Facebook and YouTube and all this kind of stuff. And and now not only can our families enjoy the reward and you know, I have a lake house and an a boat and that's fun and it's amazing. We have great times. You, you know. have
1: a kingdom you're building in Charlotte.
0: <laughs> but but and no, you have that abundance, now we can invest into these other really important, I'd say more important things. And so what are you accepting? What are you tolerating? If you're listening to this podcast, are you just surviving day to day in every area of your life? Are you thriving?
1: Oh, by the way, you gave before you had a lot of money, didn't you? Yeah. I was reading about John Rockefeller. I think we can end on this point unless you have other things to say, but nope. John Rockefeller, uh, say what you will about him. He did some nasty things and some good things, but He tithed and he gave a percentage of money when he made like $3 a week. And he tithed and gave a percentage of money away when he was a multi-multi-billionaire. I think it would be a mistake for people to to hear this and be like, you know what? That's right. When I make a lot of money, I'm going to start becoming generous. When I make a lot of money, I'm going to start helping those in need. No, 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 Hmm. no, no. It starts actually now because you create... And whether you believe in God or or the universe or whatever, this is this can be a biblical principle or it can be an energy principle, because I've studied both. You know, when you give money away to somebody who is less fortunate than you, even if you feel like you are the less fortunate, doesn't matter. When you give money or resources or something away, you teach your central nervous system that you can be trusted with surplus. This is also goes down into a biblical principle. He can he who can be trusted with a little can be trusted with. A lot, a lot. It's are you also that up for me layup. <laughs> if there ever was one, this is actually validated and verified scientifically through the way that our central nervous system uh, kind of treats belief and imposter syndrome really comes from a lack of generosity. It comes from a lack of impact. I'm, I just want to make sure we set the record straight of like we gave before we had a lot. And I think that that's a big reason why we have a lot now. It's not just that we're good with marketing and advertising, although we are part of it is that we have trained ourselves that we can be
0: good stewards of a lot of money because we were good stewards with a little bit of money. I think that's one thing too. That's a really important principle is so many people they just want to take and take right. And it doesn't just always have to be your finances. You should seek to give value in any way you can. Um, And a lot of times that's just connection, man. We as humans, especially in today's world, are so isolated. We're more connected than ever, but we're more isolated than ever. right? So there's a friend who his mom just passed away uh, last week of cancer. And just this last week, man, I've just been connecting with him almost every other day. Just, dude, how you doing? What's going on? Just staying connected and giving him value, just letting him know that, you know, there's someone here that's thinking about him. So I think that's really important. You know, don't go out there and like, hey, can can I buy you lunch (laughs) and just, you know, take from you? But what can I give you? How can I help you where you are with whatever I have? That's one of the secrets of like the
1: 21st century. I've seen people online be like really not like uh, cynical and pessimistic about like, Oh, you're going to pay for friends. Yeah, bro. I am like, you couldn't pay Cornelius Vanderbilt to be his friends back in the day. There was no like, Hey, I'm going to go to an event and John Rockefeller's there that didn't exist. You yeah. hadn't, the divide was so significant. You couldn't get access to those people. I think it's one of the greatest secrets of today's environment and economy is that I can pay money and I can become friends with Jay Abraham. Just like that, Ian. just like that like clockwork and people hate on this. And most of the time those people are significantly underneath their potential because they, they won't, they're looking at the negative of everything rather than the positive. So dude, me and you got in a mastermind, like what, three months into traffic and funnels.
0: Well, let what me just hit that, that real quick. People don't understand value, right? They think that everything is just like Walmart prices just keep dropping. Like, you know, for us, yeah. it was six figure investment. And I think we got a bargain on Jay. Because not only did we just get access to Jay, but we got access to years and years and years and years, decades of experience, not only successes, but also failures. Dude, we got a freaking bargain.
1: Yeah. And now we're becoming, you know, we're partnering on a business next year with them. And, you know, I think sometimes people are like, well, I don't want to invest in that because I want to be his peer. But the reality of the situation is that I'll take whatever road it is available and I'm not going to put my ego into it. You know, I'm, I don't want to invest in Taylor and Chris because I feel like they don't do that much more money than me. So like, okay, ego, you're an egomaniac. Like how well is that going to serve you long-term? It's not going to serve you long-term at all. Just a little, my two cents. Here's another question. We know we're headed into a recession. What did Jay say about hedging, um, what did Jay say about how to hedge and thrive during that time? Do you want to answer um, that? Yeah. Jay actually said that every single time there's had a correction, his business has like exploded. Um, so he gave us a couple really good pieces of wisdom. If you want to get access to some of those traffic and funnels.com slash brain trust, we're doing three events with him next year. Uh, you can make an investment into getting the relationships. And by the way, what we've put together is you don't, you're not investing into a relationship with just me or just Jay or just Chris, but me, Jay, Chris, Joe from Agora, David Deutsch. We're talking about some big names that we've put together. And I think it's going to be industry shaking because of the price tag on this. It's not very high. So check out that link. It's going to be real, real, real good. I don't see any other questions here. So I think we are good.
0: Any last words of wisdom? Relisten to this podcast at least two times. And if you are interested in connecting, having, uh, you know, just adjusting and changing your environment, then go check out the brain trust link. You do have to apply for it. dot com slash brain trust is going to be incredible.
1: All right. All right. Adios, everybody.
0: Peace. Thanks for listening. For more from Chris and Taylor, visit TrafficAndFunnels.com and get a free gift just for being a subscriber. That's TrafficAndFunnels.com.